Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. If you're somebody who's quite down on yourself and maybe has beliefs around being not quite um, worthy or a little bit defective or sort of bad or flawed in some way, then when you make a mistake, I guess that that can be a lot harder to let go because it, it sort of fits with these negative ideas you hold about yourselves. It kind of almost generates more evidence for you to hit yourself over the head with this idea that you're you're not good enough. Welcome to Honesty Box, where we find the answers to the questions you thought were off-limits. Hello, I'm Alex Beard and welcome to Honesty Box at The Balance Club, where we ask the questions that you want the answers to. No judgement and no topic is off-limits. If you'd like to submit your own question, you can do so super easily and anonymously at www.thebalance.club. Just click on the podcast option and a question box will pop up for you. Each week here on Honesty Box, we take one of your questions and pose it to an expert. Well, this week we're talking about self-forgiveness and the beliefs that we hold about ourselves. It's a massive topic. There's definitely things that live rent-free in my head that I should have kicked out a long time ago, but it's just not that easy, is it? While joining me to talk more about how we can let things go is Dr. Heather Bolton. Heather is a clinical psychologist and accredited cognitive behavioural therapist. She's worked previously in the NHS and the British prison system and now leads the psychology team at Unmind, a company aiming to empower employees to live more fulfilling and balanced lives by changing the way organisations think about mental health. Heather also recently worked alongside comedian and online star Daniel Howe, providing psychological consultation for his forthcoming book on mental health, You Will Get Through This Night, which is available to pre-order now. So the um, the question we're pulling out this, of the honesty box this week is how do I forgive myself for past mistakes? And I guess the first thing I'm going to ask you is what do we mean when we say forgive ourselves? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good question. What is what is forgiveness? And in a way, like what what is a mistake? And I think you get some people who probably do get quite tied up in things that they've. They, they perceive as mistakes, they think they've not done as well as they should have, or they've maybe um, not acted in line with whatever standards they have. And I think ultimately that is probably what determines how easily you can say, forgive yourself or, or not forgive yourself. So are you, have you done something that you think needs forgiveness? Or have you just kind of cocked up and you move on and, and that's fine? And I, I think that's probably quite an important distinction and I guess for many of us like you know I think anyone who's listening to this and is thinking oh I've never made a mistake in my life like I doubt there's anyone who's thinking that like we all make mistakes and I think a big part of it is like how you kind of do you attribute that mistake to you being this kind of like awful 
imperfect person who always does things wrong, is inherently bad? Or do you kind of attribute the mistake to things like, well, you know, I made a screw up at work, but actually the project was too difficult or its aims weren't clearly defined or I didn't have support from my boss or it wasn't the right time, in which case your mistake can be sort of explained away by, by other things. And I think internalising a mistake or something that goes wrong and sort of attributing it to just you is probably then what, what takes you into this kind of I can't forgive myself or, or I need to work out if I can forgive myself because you know mistakes are, are mistakes and they're not necessarily down to us having some big sort of deficit. So if it is one of those ones where you keep coming back to it and it's very much something you're holding on to and it's it's still affecting you, how easy is it to forgive yourself? What is what does the process even look like? What is forgiveness? Like what what is saying, you know, I I did something I wish I hadn't or I made this decision I really regret, but I've kind of worked through it and actually I, I've forgiven myself. What what even what even is that? In my mind anyway, it's, and I don't think there's a, a kind of right or wrong answer here, but it, part of it is this kind of like self-acceptance and seeing yourself as a whole person made up of lots of different things. You make a mistake, you can let it sort of define you, can, you can let it change the way you see yourself, starting to see yourself as like, I don't know, defective or, or bad. And then you can sort of almost start acting in line with that belief. You start acting like you are incompetent. Um, you start maybe trying to protect others from seeing those incompetencies and, and those weaknesses. And I guess maybe the opposite of that is sort of like I said, it's just kind of, okay, you know, I, I kind of screwed up or I've, I've done this thing that is out of line with who I want to be or, or my character, but I can accept that and I can put it down to like, it's, it's one part of me, but it's not, it's not the whole of me necessarily. And some people, some of us really do that. Like we, we really, we can really kind of take that into our, our person and sort of ruminate on it and dwell and do lots of wishful thinking about what we could have done or should have done. And sometimes it is really hard to then let go. Um, people can get really kind of stuck in, in, in those kind of like cycles of, of rumination and, and dwelling. And is that a personality-led thing? Is that you're either that sort of person or you're not? Some of us, I guess, me included, probably are, are quite prone to, uh, you might say, like overthinking or, or, or kind of dwelling. I think it's probably quite a, a female trait as well. Um, definitely something I've noticed like in, in sort of clinical work in the past, it tends to be quite often it's, it's, it's women who, who tend to get caught up and more worried about, about things like mistakes or falling short of, of high standards. But I think ultimately it sort of comes down to like belief systems as well. So we, all of us have our own belief systems that kind of, you know, how, how we think about ourselves, how we view ourselves. And we tend to form these, you know, early on in our lives. They're very much shaped by experience. They're shaped by our parents, our teachers, our peers, and the kind of interactions we have. And if you have got kind of fairly positive beliefs about yourself, like kind of, you know, I'm an okay person, I'm someone, you know, who's, who's got something to contribute, you're more likely to let mistakes kind of wash over you a little bit. But if you're somebody 
who's quite down on yourself and maybe has beliefs around being uh, not quite um, worthy or a little bit defective or sort of bad or flawed in some way, then when you make a mistake, I guess that that can be a lot harder to let go because it, it sort of fits with these negative ideas you hold about yourselves. It kind of almost generates more evidence for you to hit yourself over the head with this idea that you're you're not good enough. And I guess that's different from personality. It's more just around it's around your, your belief system that you formed over many, many, many years. But also um I guess is is changeable. I think that's quite an important thing that noticing um, developing awareness that sometimes you can fall into this sort of pattern also means it's something it's, it's, it's changeable not necessarily easy to change if you've had a, a lifetime of thinking that way but it is it is inherently changeable when you talk about changeable is it better than you know you have say you make a mistake and that is sort of in my head, the phrase that came up was like confirmation bias. It sort of just confirms to you that, oh, I am a bit rubbish and you sort of add it to the rubbish pile and that's good, that confirms my thinking of myself. Is it better that you start forgiving yourself for those mistakes or start working on the underlying belief that you're a little bit rubbish? Or is it both? I think it is both. It's almost like, where do you start? And, it, it, you know, it, it's hard to change a belief that's been there for a long time often these beliefs are they're not easy to surface they're 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 kind of buried deep and sometimes they're hard to even put into words it's more of a sort of just like a, a feeling like I, I kind of feel like I'm not good enough um so I'd say probably changing like addressing the day-to-day -day stuff like noticing when you do it so noticing like catching yourself when something goes wrong at work or in a relationship and you're quick to kind of turn back and and blame yourself for this mistake sort of catching that trying to sort of like catch what, what are the feelings like what's going on what's going on in your head trying to break that down and like you say look at the biases are you personalizing things are you attributing too much to your own shortcomings. I guess are you falling into kind of traps into your head where you're sort of almost like exaggerating the gravity of things that have gone wrong? Are you sort of taking one small thing that's gone wrong and, and turning that into kind of, well, I'm crap at everything? So that's a great place to start because then what if you're able to kind of break that cycle so it's not constantly feeding back into this kind of almost like larger pot of, of beliefs that is a great way to, to kind of start but actually tackling these beliefs takes takes a bit more work and a bit more time if, if they've been around for a while looking at everyone as a whole now is forgiving yourself always the goal should we always be forgiving ourselves is that is that what we're all aiming for i guess the answer is probably no that as humans we're not all you know we're not just inherently good it's not about forgiveness maybe it's more about sort of like learning learning from mistakes growing from mistakes uh, there's a real uh, we talk about kind of that difference between you know like having a fixed mindset and a, and a growth mindset people with a fixed mindset tend to sort of i guess almost believe that things aren't changeable that deficits and mistakes are around to stay where people with a growth mindset are much more likely to sort of think well you know yeah i've made mistakes but what can I learn and, and how can I take this forward? And so there's probably a distinction there between, yeah, you know, it's not kind of 
constantly forgiving myself for everything I've done but thinking well what can I what can I learn and what might I do differently next time in this domain when should you be practicing endless self-forgiveness and, and when should you be not and I guess it's then it's like well what would you do I don't know if it was a, it was like if it was a really good friend you know what would you be saying to them and how would you treat them there's definitely not a rule book on this in terms of you talk to yourself what do you forgive and, and, and what do you not I think ultimately it, it's trying to be sort of objective and what whatever mistakes you've made there's definitely not much sense in just beating yourself up, beating yourself up, beating yourself up and not doing anything else because either way you're, you're not going to get anywhere um, by doing that really. And how do forgiveness and accountability exist together? I guess they, they coexist, don't we? Like we? We do need to hold ourselves accountable for our actions, like how we treat people, how we live our lives, how we conduct ourselves day to day and ultimately we all want to be living in line with our own personal values that's what leads us to feel like we're leading a fulfilling life and, and we're happy and, and we're doing good and I guess forgiveness sort of fits with that doesn't it forgiving yourself for things that you perceive as, as having done wrong is, is, is about kind of assimilating whatever's happened into into this kind of more global you but I think it's important like not to be too rigid. And this is where people come in run into problems is when they apply really high standards and, and rigid rules for themselves. So if you're someone who thinks, well, you know, it's important that I work hard and try my best, that's fine. But there's a difference to saying something like, you know, I must always give a hundred percent and I must never fail no matter what. Um, and when you're kind of applying those sort of standards, you're definitely going to run into problems because if they're too extreme and too inflexible, you're inevitably going to break them. And then that leads back into the cycle of thinking, well, I've made mistakes and, and I've let myself down and, and how do I repair this? And it's inevitably those of us who have the, the quite critical self-beliefs, I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy of, of success, those kind of things, it's inevitably these sort of beliefs that lead to these really high standards which of course are going to get broken which of course kind of feed this thing back so again if we're talking about forgiveness through that lens it's almost like stepping back and saying hang on like why why are you talking about forgiving yourself like have you actually what have you done wrong like what, what's this thing that you've, you've 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 done wrong and actually if it's well i've just broken this very strict rule i have around having to be this kind of you know always on mum who never shouts at her kids or this perfect colleague or being a best friend to everyone then you know if you're forgiving yourself for breaking a really unrealistic rule then um yeah there's uh, you know I, I question whether forgiveness is something that even needs to be be thought about at that point Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If the the mistake made was something that wasn't just within your own boundaries, it was something that affected more people um in your life how much does forgiveness rely you know personal forgiveness do you think rely on the forgiveness of others as well do you need the forgiveness of others before you can forgive yourself probably hard to answer in a way when it's it feels like it's it's something that's like such a personal thing down, down to an individual person forgiveness is quite subjective there's also a lot of emotion involved isn't there and even our sort of degrees of um forgiving someone else for something they've done you know we talk about oh, for, forgiving but not forgetting and when we like talk about forgiveness but what does that mean you might forgive someone but not quite trust them so often you might sort of semantically talk about someone being forgiven but what does that really what does that really mean it's so hard it's so hard to define I was like paying a price or, or earning forgiveness and how do you again how do you how do you sort of quantify that and in order to forgive yourself do you need to feel that everyone has forgiven you completely do you need to do enough to sort of feel that you have kind of yeah like made amends for whatever's happened it's and it, it's so hard to talk about in, in quite generic terms isn't it how do you kind of define that type of of forgiveness when it's when it's so tied up in, in relationships yeah and and so abstract isn't it it is sort of when it's not tied to a, a set of circumstances or a person it's quite hard to work out what what forgiveness would actually look like I think there's always so many emotions tied up in 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 that word and in the word mistake um, and I always think, for me personally, I think mistake and the the word that automatically pops into my head is shame. And I think there's a you know there's so much tied up in that word shame. Do you think forgiving forgiving yourself, if you forgave yourself for something, do you think you can still hold on to shame? Can you can you forgive but still hold shame? Yeah, absolutely. And I think shame is it's such a powerful emotion. It's one of the most powerful emotions and. The thing with shame is it's it's very internalised and it can be quite secretive. And Brenny Brown talks a lot about shame and how the kind of the secrecy like breeds that shame. And it's different from guilt because you know if you feel guilty, it's your guilt is quite dis- distinct in a way. You know I've, I've sort of done this thing and I feel guilty for this thing that I've done. Whereas shame is a lot more encompassing. Shame is much more. It's not just about this thing you've done. It's like it's about kind of being defective as a whole person, and it, it's really kind of per, really permeates. Yeah, shame is 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 huge and and can can linger. And almost one of the best ways to sort of work through shame is is to is to talk about it and and to sort of get it 
get it out. It's often the hardest thing to do because of the shame. It's it's a difficult one. I like the idea of your sort of shame is a shadow, and if you kind of open the door and let the light in, there's less shadow. Is that is that kind of a good way of explaining how how to sort of get that shame out there and, and make it less powerful? Absolutely, and that's a really nice metaphor because it's you know the light comes in and and suddenly as soon as the light's in, like it doesn't seem as big or or as scary so absolutely like anyone who who feels that shame and you know if we all know that experience of of shame and it can really last it can last for a long 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 time but verbalizing it and um trying not to hide from that feeling can can be one of the best ways to kind of help it help it start to fade a little in a way for people listening to this who think who are thinking about some, a mistake in their past, you know, it could be something 20 years ago that they held on to and they still find quite problematic, or it could be something that happened last month. Do you think there needs to be a time between something happening and the process beginning of forgiveness? Or is that something that you can get really good at of like, I've made a mistake, I'm going to sit here, think about it, work out how serious it actually is and start processing it. Is do you need that space and time or can you get more efficient at dealing with it and processing these things? Yeah, wouldn't it be great if we could all just get like really efficient at kind of <laughs> making mistakes, processing them, tidying them up and moving on? Again, it's quite an individual thing and time can work in two ways. Like time, it's that old cliche, time can be a healer and having distance can, can really help. But then I guess the opposite applies and if you... If you've had years and years and years to stew on something, um, build up that sense of shame and secrecy, um, or build this really negative narrative around something that you've done and what that means about you as a person, in a way that's that that makes it harder to shift. So I don't think there's a there's a right answer for that. And yeah, it would be amazing if we could yeah just sort of sweep things away really quickly and deal with them but that's just not how how we work is it so again i don't think there's like a clear-cut kind of right or wrong like this is how this is how to do this and i guess when shame's involved like sometimes sometimes something happens that that brings it to the surface for us like we, we do have to confront it and that might not be our own choice what if people can't forgive themselves it just it's not going to happen that is just something they're going to have to hold on to and yeah i guess like sometimes like no one's saying you have to forgive yourself for for anything it might be things that have happened in the past that you feel like you can't forgive yourself or you don't want to forgive yourself um and that's fine in a way you, know, you might have made a mistake that you feel you don't want to let go of but it's thinking so are you going to define yourself by that mistake, or can you zoom back? Can you kind of zoom out a bit and think of all the other parts of you, like the parts of you that, you know, the te- the mistakes you've not made and the good things you've done, and the roles that you have in life, whether that's as a friend or a parent or a colleague or a neighbour, that your mistake, no matter what it was, is not the whole you it doesn't have to it doesn't have to define you but I think as well sometimes people have ideas like if I if I do forgive myself then I've let myself off the hook or 
it says something, you know, it says I don't care. Like, we have all these sorts of ideas about why we don't let go of things. And sometimes it's worth kind of exploring ideas like that, like the things that are kind of standing in the way of you forgiving yourself or, or letting go. I really like that description of zooming out. And I think possibly now more than ever, that's sometimes really hard to do because life is just really zoomed in isn't it you know you are everything is very confined to the people you see to the world that you're experiencing just because of the what we're living through at the moment so I think being able to zoom out and get some perspective on whatever it is you're kind of living through dealing with I think that's almost a bit of a superpower at the moment isn't it yeah I think it is a superpower we certainly need superpowers at, at the moment I think a lot of us are in our own heads right now because there's nowhere else to go. Kind of, you know, quite literally, there is there is, there is nowhere to go and, and we can't sort of run away from things. And I don't say running away in, in a negative way at all, but we, we can't go on holiday or see our friends or uh, go to the pub and, you know, we can't do those things. And I think just being in your head all the time, it, it can amplify things. And we've all got time to reflect on... You know, we've got endless time to, to think and, and to ruminate and to worry and to dwell on things. So it's important, I think, if you are a ruminator, to kind of know how to get yourself out of that headspace. And we're all different. Like, for some people, it's, it's great just to get out the house and go for a run or go for a walk. Again, that's not always possible. And if you're lying in bed at night and it's three in the morning, what do you do? Um, but I think... Being able to catch yourself, if you're getting into that kind of negative cycle, noticing you're doing it, and find your own ways to sort of distance yourself from it. And yes, you can sort of reason with yourself. And some of the things I talked about earlier, like almost like looking at the, you know, are you being reasonable? Are you being unfair on yourself? Like, that's one thing to do, but that is quite hard, especially, you know, like I say, if you're lying in bed at three in the morning. So sometimes it's just about distancing yourself from that thought and whether like we said whether that's almost zooming out and trying to get a bit of perspective whether it's kind of just acknowledging like this is a thought like it's a thought in my head it's just a thought I can choose to engage with this right now or I can I can sort of let it go many people find mindfulness quite helpful for that kind of it's very much you know, thoughts are just thoughts. They, they don't have to be true. They don't have to be something I fully engage in right now. It's quite an art, that kind of learning to kind of just accept these thoughts are there and, and accept them for what they are. It takes practice, but it can be quite a helpful, helpful way of like not getting hooked into this kind of like ruminating and beating yourself up. Yes, and I think especially now during the pandemic, so many people are feeling so overwhelmed and there's almost not enough energy to deal with what's right in front of us, let alone give an audience to the thoughts swirling around our heads. I think that's a great place to end, Heather. Thanks so much for joining us and showing us forgiveness isn't a one-size-fits-all template. And to those of you listening, thanks for your time. I look forward to seeing you next week.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 